Welcome to a Dry Bones Ministries special podcast series on the consecration to St. Joseph. My name is Father Adam Potter, and today is day 26. We continue our journey today by looking at St. Joseph's title as the Guardian of Virgins. We'll also continue our recitation of St. Peter Julian Amard's act of consecration prayer. We're doing this to prepare ourselves so that we can say it most fully on the consecration day, which at this point is only eight days away. Well, let's start as we always do do, in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and enkindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit did instruct the hearts of the faithful, Grant that by the same Holy Spirit, we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolations. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Act of Consecration to St. Joseph I consecrate myself to you, good St. Joseph, as my spiritual father. I choose you to rule my soul and to teach me the interior life, the hidden, the life hidden away with Jesus, Mary, and yourself. Above all, I want to imitate the humble silence with which you shrouded Jesus, Mary, and yourself, and even your own happiness. For me, everything lies in that. Total abnegation like our Lord in his hidden life, making the world forget me by my silence and my practice of the common life. I consecrate myself to you as my guide and model in all my duties, so that I may learn to fulfill them with meekness and humility with meekness toward my brethren, my neighbor, and all with whom I come in contact, with humility toward myself and simplicity before God. I choose you, good saint, as my counselor, my confidant, my protector in all my difficulties and trials. I do ask to be spared crosses and sufferings, but only from self-love, which might vitiate their value by making me vain over them. I shall honor and love and serve you with Mary, my mother. Never shall I separate her name from yours and my love. Gladly would I be like you, St. Joseph, a poor carpenter, unknown and despised, food for the roots of the tree, the master's gardener who never leaves the garden, who knows nothing but his plants, who loves only his flowers and sees only their fruits and dies in the corner of his hut in the arms of Jesus and Mary. We do not know the place of your burial, so we cannot honor your remains. You leave behind only your mantle of poverty and humility. O Jesus, give me Joseph for a father as you have given me Mary as a mother. Fill me with devotion, confidence, and filial love. Listen to my prayer, please. I know that you will. Already I feel more devout, more full of hope and confidence in good St. Joseph, your foster father and my adopted father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, it's you. (laughs) We're here Um, on our eighth day to go until we get to the consecration day. And hopefully you're appreciating this beautiful consecration prayer um, and just seeing this is good for us to go through, to go over it, and just to let it... uh, simmer a little bit in our minds and more importantly in our hearts so that we can be more familiar with those words that we will say on our consecration day. 
I'm sorry, because yesterday I got excited about talking about the prayer, and I'm here scrolling on my screen to go back to the, the beginning to reflect on the, the first paragraph, and I went to like the third paragraph, so we didn't start at the right place yesterday, and so, yeah, whatever, I don't know, I thought it was, it shows how little I was prepared, and yet I, I just kept going, and I here I can edit my own video. Anyway, we're going to start with this first paragraph of the consecration prayer. And just to break it down, because it starts off powerfully, we're going to actually start at the beginning this time. It says, I consecrate myself to you, good St. Joseph, as my spiritual father. I choose you to rule my life and to teach me the interior life, the life hidden away with Jesus, Mary, and yourself. Okay. Three things just to, to take away from this. First, we're choosing Joseph as our spiritual father. And this should, for those of you who have done the consecration to Jesus through Mary, you might remember in the de Montfort consecration prayer, it really is the, the climax of the prayer where the consecratee says, before all of heaven and earth, I choose you this day, Mary, to be my mother and my queen. And it's this great triumphant moment of claiming the great gift of Mary as our mother. And in a very similar way, we do that with Joseph, to be able to claim him as our father, to provide for us, to protect us, to nourish us, and even just to love us, to love us in, in the way that Joseph was able to love Jesus, that that might ah, flow through his heart into our hearts. The next thing we pray for is, Joseph, I choose you to rule my soul. This might sound a little harsh or mm, not quite what we would want, but right, not many of us like to be under authority. We love to be independent. At the same time, though, I'll just tell you as a priest, I have a lot of people who will come up to me and say, why won't God just tell me what to do? Or maybe it's with a struggle with a bad habit and it's like, why won't God just come in and break me free from this sin? And it's this paradox, right, that for those of us who tend towards wanting complete control of our own lives, we also want someone, God, to come in and just set us right. Joseph, who embodied the fullness of virtue, is one that we can entrust our soul to. Our souls that can so easily be thrown one direction in the next. He wants to lead, to govern, and rule our souls closer to Jesus. And this third thing to emphasize from this part of the prayer is, Joseph, teach me the interior life. Teach me the interior life. This is a beautiful prayer from the heart. The interior life. It's nothing less than intimacy with Jesus. And it, it resonates with me because I think back to when I was discerning a call to the priesthood, and this was before I came into seminary. And I remember having different uh, men in the seminary, different priests asking me, Adam, how's your prayer life? And I'm like, uh, well, I went to mass and I prayed the rosary and I'm reading the scriptures. It's like, okay, right? Good things to be able to doing these things, to be praying these prayers, uh, showing up to the sacraments, right? All these things. But this idea of the interior life, that is not just that I'm saying these prayers, but that I know what's going on in my heart. I'm present to my own soul, to my own emotions, to the movements of the Holy Spirit working in and through my life. And then I'm even bold enough to relate those to God. I know how to connect with him on that level. And then even more 
bold is to allow him now to relate his heart to mine. This is the interior life, and this is ultimately what is so incredibly adventurous about the life of falling in love with God and growing in prayers that we get to see that he's real and alive and wants to know what's going on in our life and that we can relate that to him. This is the interior life, and this is why religious can give their lives totally to the Lord in a disposition, a readiness to hear him speak, to feel him move in one's heart. Joseph is a great one to entrust our interior life to because he was one totally present to himself and to his son, Jesus. And the conversations that they had that I'm sure were plenty of times fun on the surface, laughing about what was going on. And yet more often than not, they were talking about the depths of the mysteries of God, his workings in their lives and what he was going to unfold before all of creation in the plan of salvation. This depth is something that our hearts, our minds, and our very bodies are made for. So Joseph, teach me this. This is it, right? Um, so hopefully that's helpful. That's the, the very first paragraph of our consecration prayer, and, and we'll continue to break this down as we go forward. Um, but now just for a comment on our petition for today. It's St. Joseph, guardian of virgins, pray for us. And maybe, hearing more talk about uh, virgins, virginity, we could be tempted to think that at this point, the church is definitely overly obsessed and preoccupied with one's sexual activity. What's all this talk about virginity? Here's the fact, though, that we associate virginity with sexual activity, or maybe lack thereof, and That's because this shows that this is a sign of our culture, where it's at today, or maybe just our contemporary age, right? Here's what I mean. Virginity actually in itself speaks to the state of being unmarried. And for most of the world's existence, this has always been presumed to include not being sexually active. And today we can't assume uh, anything, right? So... Today, therefore, we take a look at the fact that Joseph has a powerful role in protecting those who are unmarried, those who are single, but especially the consecrated, the religious, and the priests. That he has a unique role of being both fully married and also virgin or celibate. His position allows him to tomorrow be recognized as the pillar of families and today to be recognized as the guardian of virgins. And if you got a chance to read in Father Calloway's book about the miraculous staircase in New Mexico, it speaks to the way that he does this. The story is awesome, and it's almost as if he's showing off that in 1879, these sisters of Loretto were praying to St. Joseph to send them a carpenter to help them build this impossible staircase in the back of their chapel. And right as they finish the novena, this carpenter miraculously shows up, and as soon as he's done working, he disappears and vanishes only to leave this most beautiful, incredibly um, ornate, articulate, not articulate, that's not the word I want, ornate and architecturally beautiful staircase that used no nails and used this spruce wood that can only be found in Israel. An awesome story and an awesome, like, and it's real, it's there, you can go and see it. It's as if Joseph is showing off and saying, I love these women who are consecrated to me and I want to spoil them. 
You know, Father Calloway asked us to think about what ways we need Joseph to intercede for us in terms of our purity. And this is a good thing to ask for Joseph's mind, his eyes, his heart, his mouth, right? everything to allow us to be given over to his pure love that doesn't seek to objectify, but to affirm at the deepest level. My question is, who do we know in our lives who are unmarried, who need Joseph's intercession? And maybe those who are looking for a spouse or just a date need Joseph's prayers and that we might lift them up um, to him. But I'm thinking especially of those who are consecrated, the priests and religious. There's a holy cardinal, Robert Seurat, who's uh, over in the Vatican, and he has been known to say that the renewal of the church will come through the monasteries and the convents. Surprising, right? Maybe we would think like, no, 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 it's going to come through the bishops or it's going to come through the priests whenever they get fully on board. Or maybe it's going to come through the lady, the grassroots, right? The lady just coming to really appreciate their God-given right, the way that the Holy Spirit wants to work through them. But the vision is this, that true renewal will come just as it came through the battle of Israel against the Amalekites. And this is the story that hopefully you know, right? That whenever Moses' arms were down and he's up on the ledge overlooking this battle, the Israelites were being overcome by the Amalekites. But whenever Moses' arms are up and outstretched, holding the staff over his head, all of a sudden, God has given access to work through the Israelites and to win the battle for them. And this is kind of this sense of right now in the spiritual battle that is going on, the true warriors are those who are behind the scenes, praying, consecrating themselves, giving themselves over to the Lord in prayer and sacrifice so that he has room and access to work through the church militants, those who are on the front lines, you, me, and everyone else that really rely on these prayers. So let's lift them up. Let's lift up all these who are unmarried, but especially those who have made these promises, these vows to give their hearts over to God undivided. For we need them. We need them in their holiness. We need them and just to be even more given over to the Lord in their interior life. So let's turn now with that intention and we'll pray our litany of St. Joseph. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, hear us. Christ, graciously hear us. God, the Father of heaven, have mercy on us. God, the Son, Redeemer of the world, have mercy on us. God, the Holy Spirit, have mercy on us. Holy Trinity, one God, have mercy on us. Holy Mary, pray for us. Saint Joseph, pray for us. Noble offspring of David, pray for us. Light of patriarchs, pray for us. Spouse of the mother of God, pray for us. Chaste guardian of the virgin, pray for us. Foster father of the son of God, pray for us. Zealous defender of Christ, pray for us. Head of the holy family, pray for us. Joseph most just, pray for us. Joseph most chaste, pray for us. Joseph most prudent, pray for us. Joseph most courageous, 
pray for us. Joseph, most obedient, pray for us. Joseph, most faithful, pray for us. Mirror of patience, pray for us. Lover of poverty, pray for us. Model of workmen, pray for us. Glory of domestic life, pray for us. Guardian of virgins, pray for us. Pillar of families, pray for us. Comfort of the afflicted, pray for us. Hope of the sick, pray for us. Patron of the dying, pray for us. Terror of demons, pray for us. Protector of the Holy Church, pray for us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Spare us, O Lord. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Graciously hear us, O Lord. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. He has made him Lord of his household and prince over all his possessions. Let us pray. O God, who in your loving providence chose blessed Joseph to be the spouse of your most holy mother, grant us the favor of having him for our intercessor in heaven, whom on earth we venerate as our protector. You who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Through the intercession of St. Joseph, our Blessed Mother Mary, and all the saints and all the angels, may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, friends, we're coming into the um, last stretch, turning around third base, coming into home, I think, right? We can say safely, stay strong, stay close to the Lord, especially close to St. Joseph. It's so tempting. Um, I Let me say this. The evil one will love to come in and tempt. <laughs> the last thing he wants is us to give ourselves over even more to the Lord through the powerful intercession of St. Joseph. So stay close to him. Stay humble. Stay committed. Let's keep going and keep our eyes on the Lord, knowing that Mary and Joseph, our guardian angel, and all of the archangels are with us to this final destination. And um can't wait to be there with you. Let's keep one another in prayer. I look forward to being with you tomorrow. God bless each and every one of you. And St. Joseph, pray for us.